everyone, and welcome to our Literacy Ladies Podcast. This is our holiday podcast, and we want to wish you a happy holidays and a happy new year. And today, we're going to be talking about centers during holiday time. Once again, my name is Michelle Wicko. I'm a reading consultant in the city of Danbury. I work at Mill Ridge Primary School. And our other literacy lady is Dr. Shaw. Hi, Darla. Hi there, Michelle. So happy to be here over the holidays. I know. Uh, for our listeners, we're taping this like just right before Christmas. So it's a very exciting time, especially in elementary school. And Darla, in our elementary school, we just had a little assembly with singing and some um, acting out. So we are all pumped up for the holidays. We certainly are. <laughs> so today for our listeners, we were thinking about centers in the primary grade. So what could be a nice holiday center that kids could participate in uh, during the holiday times to include learning uh, into, say, a thematic unit about holidays and celebration and what that could look like in kindergarten and first grade and also second and third might be a little bit different. Uh, But we're just going to talk about holiday centers. Darla's going to start us off letting us know what a center could look like and what it is. Well, first of all, I have to sell my students on this idea because they are work, Mm -hmm. but they can be simplified. Um, Today, the teacher is a facilitator. We don't want the teacher to talk and lecture all the time. We want engagement. We want involvement. We want activity and hands-on and teamwork and collaboration. And that's what you get with a center. We also want to have a place where students can move to and be independent and be resourceful. We want to have them remediated. We want to have them enriched. We want to have them empowered. And this these are the things that a center is able to do. And as Michelle said, it can be very thematic, like the holidays, plants or animals, authors, the weather, current events, or it could be arts and crafts, writing, music, games, technology, or it could be a thematic center with all of those other music, technology, writing, and so on. Some teachers have no centers. Some have one. Some have two. I've seen a teacher that taught entirely through centers. The most important thing about a center is the ability to manage it. Students have to know when they can go, how long they can stay, how they record the information, how they grade the information, how they keep it in a portfolio, how to keep it fun, who to work with, when to move to the center, and so on. And of course, like anything else, they have to set it up, clean it up, be responsible and independent. Wow, that's all great, um, great information about centers. So something I'm thinking about centers is I'm thinking about kindergarten. And in kindergarten, we have centers that probably take maybe a half a table. And if you have a bookshelf or a little bulletin board, um, it would have a couple folders with some activities in it and some things that they could do, place to sit down, a place to work. If they need like a special pencil or special markers or tracing or a whiteboard with 
with a wipe off um, tissue, uh, that would all be part of the center. Some of our favorite centers in kindergarten, especially during the holidays, is the phonemic awareness center, where you're thinking about sounds and words, having pictures, having kids try out the words by looking at the pictures, working in partners. There's also another center that we love for kindergarten, and that's a puzzle center. And I know, Darla, you love that kinesthetic learning, and it is where you have maybe a picture of a holiday tree or an ornament or a poinsettia, and it's a puzzle, and the kids can kind of put the puzzle together. Some of these new puzzles, and you wouldn't believe it, Darla, what you can buy nowadays, is you can buy a puzzle that's just blank and white, and the kids could actually color in the puzzle and then take it apart and putting it together. So great ideas for learning. These centers in kindergarten take about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, as a teacher manages them, you would notice that um, the centers have materials to keep the students engaged for that amount of time. And there's also like an extra activity or an extra question to keep keep the students learning until center time is up. Now in kindergarten you may have three to four centers and have a center time or you could have kids working in whole group and then if they finish or if they're moving on to a different um, a different activity they could do a center once their work is done. I've seen it done both ways in our kindergarten. I think it's so important that students understand that centers are an extension mm -hmm. of what they're doing. Um, it's sort of a way to personalize uh, what is going on. And it's important that the teacher model how to use each center uh, right after it's set up. And students become very excited and motivated. Uh, we also have, particularly in the upper grades, uh, centers that are established by students, group of students, and even at home, parents can have like a writing center, a technology center, you know, an art center, you know, um, in a child's room developed by the parent and the child together. And, um, you know, these centers can be stored in plastic bins. They can be adapted and manipulated. Um, sometimes they're a little theater like a puppet theater, and the puppets and materials can uh, just be changed. Uh, sometimes the centers have a bulletin board in back. There's an interactive bulletin board uh, linked to the center. Um, then we also have sometimes just a free choice center, and sometimes some students will even come in at lunch or before school or after school to work out the centers because they feel that they're so motivational. Um, you can also uh, share centers. I mean, a teacher next door may have developed this great center, have used it, asked her if you can share, and share yours um, with her. But I find that most of the centers I've made are made up of found objects. I take old, just worksheets for word work and grammar and so on, and I cut them up and I laminate them and I put them in plastic bags and I get magic markers and voila, I have a center. No, I like that, Darla. I also liked when you talked about maybe having a drama center, and that could change with your theme. Uh, today, our topic on Literacy Ladies is holiday centers, so we're talking about things you could do during the holidays. Um, but I love that idea, Darla, where it could be a drama center, and they could do a holiday reindeer song or a song about snow, and then in the springtime, they do poems. They act it out doing a drama center. I have to tell you one of um, the principal... Uh, 
that of my school that I work in. Her name is Dr. Cronin. Um, her favorite center for kindergarten and even first grade too would be called Actors Corner. And uh. this would be where the kids get to act out scenes from maybe a book that they read. Um, speaking of holiday time, say you read the big book, The Gingerbread Baby by Jan Brett, and then you have an Actors Corner where somebody could act like the mother, somebody could act like the gingerbread baby, and all the um, characters chasing after the gingerbread baby in the story. So an Actors Corner is another holiday center that you could try out. Yes, I just think in conclusion for me, I'd, I'd just like to say, give it a try. There's no right and wrong with the center. Just focus on the creativity, the management, and the engagement. Right. And centers will help you and help your students um, extend their learning. And that's so important. So that's all we have today for our holiday centers. We hope that you have found some ideas for centers. And even if you don't use holiday themes, maybe you could do a spring theme or a back to school theme in September to help you think about centers of how to help your kids extend their learning. That's all from Literacy Ladies. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. 